Really? Yeah. That's what it, say it again? Better story than safe than sorry. Wow. Oh, wow. That That is a Canadian one. Okay. That, that was a nice one. That was a nice one. Uh, when, when they were when they were banning fans from going to games, I remember talking to Bondi, and I was like, yo, why not? I said this on yesterday's episode. Why not just ban the, all the games? Who cares? Because what, what's that really saying? Like, the athletes may have it. They got to rub bodies against each other. It really doesn't make that much sense ethically. Business-wise, I get it. You don't want to lose that much money, and it's just going to create like some weird-ass t- trickle-down effect. But but again, better sorry than not sorry. Yeah, fair enough, man. And you you look right now. Another thing they could do is is postpone the season too, right? Like it doesn't have to. They don't have to cancel it right now. The NBA is suspending the season. Yeah, that's all they're the doing. The NHL could theoretically do the do the same. They could yeah, why not? The season. Why not? I'm down to watch. You know, hockey on my birthday, man. July 18th. I'm down. Stanley Cup final, July 18th. You heard it here first on Silky and Filthy. We're here on Silky and Filthy. I know you got the headphones in. You got to stay home. You know, the virus, it's spreading. So what do you got to do? You got to plug in the headphones. And read a book. And read a book. Sorry to cut you off, but this is why I love books. I'm not fucking worried. If I got to do nothing for the next couple days, I got books. Wouldn't you rather listen to Silky and Filthy? Yeah, but come on, man. You're going to come over every day <laughs> to make seven episodes for the people? We, we might be shut no, down no, for a they, while here. They only get one a week. You listen to the episode. You listen to other shows on the Nux Misconduct Network. Okay. So there's four of them, and they kick Woo-hoo! ass. Woo-hoo! And then you read your damn books. Begsy's just feeling it today, okay? Wait for our interview with, with Sean. Last name? Sean Tierney, Charting hey. Hockey. You know him. One of the, he's the stats master Sean, like we put it. Oh, so this dude, the stats master, yo. And he had that one little little hammer. Did I say one little hammer? Sorry, man. He had just that he, point, you know, that yeah, he, he hammered in. Hammer, yeah. yeah, he dropped the hammer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sean's a master of the stats. He was a great interview. You guys are going to love it on this episode of Silky and Filthy. Before we get into it, Kyle, I want to ask you, you know, Sean's the master of analytics. He's been doing great work in that field. Yep. You're becoming the master of blogging. You've getting, gone into blogging recently. Yes, the yes. first time in a while. How's that going for you? Uh, it's going good, man. It's going good. Real talk, it was a little bit of a, a different type of write today because I was in Starbucks and Nick Bondi just got me extra, extra, not extra paranoid, just got me thinking about it more, about this coronavirus thing, and I'm just sitting there like, yo, am I writing this blog for 100 people and risking my life here in this damn Starbucks? Like, this green team may not be able to save me from this, from this thing. Amen. But, I, but I'm enjoying the experience. Real I'm, talk. T- I'm telling Real you, talk. it's more than 100 people. You know, you look at the stats on the site, there's, there's six figures. Uh, no, there, no, six hey, figures. Hey, oh, Don't worry about it. No, I'm not worried. Hey, I love all the, the 100. I'll, hey, they're loyal. Those are my people. Those are my people. They make me happy. They yeah. make me content. It is what it is. Now, I will say this. I talked about this in my blog today. Let's talk about this. Me, me and you, okay? Let, let's just... Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> You're home for puck talking bullshit, silky and filthy. Let's talk about this, Trevor. I wrote about it in my blog. I, I really meant that when, when I said, I think I'm struggling with writing this. Because I'm not doing it in the morning. And when I was doing it in the morning two weeks ago, it was the best. Because I legit had less time to think about it. You know, when I don't wake up at 5 to write that blog, sipping on a coffee, I have the whole day to think about what I'm going to write. So just kind of... You're, you're better at the verbal where, diarrhea because I taught you the lesson yes, about creative writing where yes, you write without stopping. Yes, Great, bro. Kyle, thanks, man. So I'm how glad, do I do that? I'm how glad do, you listened to my How advice. do I do that? Okay, so I get... It worked the first week and something happened. A, a couple things happened. I'll tell you off the record, but 
But the morning is the, the biggest thing. I, I had the alarm at 5 a.m. and I always hit snooze. Whereas before I wasn't hitting snooze, you know? I wasn't hitting it. Well, Weird times. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. What you got to do is you got to get a new routine and you got to take your own advice. You got to sip on that coffee. You got to, you know, hey. sip that coffee five in the morning. Have the, have the coffee maker just brew right away. And then, yeah, then you got to just get right to the blog, get that verbal diarrhea out, and boom, bam. And, and listeners, if, you, if you're on NuxbusConnect.com, if you're eating sipping on a coffee, go give Kyle a shout-out. Tell him what you like. Tell him what you don't like. Yeah, tell me what you hate, too. Like, we can go back and forth. I'm down with the chirps. Yeah, and I'll take an L. We all should take Ls. It happens. Well, one guy who doesn't take an L is Sean Tierney. That guy is just an absolute beauty. Uh, pride of Ottawa area, Cornwall. And we're going to go to him now because he's got a lot of great things to say, a lot of great things to say about the Western Conference race. And kids, maybe a little inspiration for you if you're an aspiring hockey writer or podcaster. Um, just full of inspiration, full of knowledge. So we'll get to him now. Sean Tierney here on Silky and Filthy. All right, joining us now on the Silky and Filthy podcast, he's a director of analytics for the Hamilton Bulldogs. He writes for the Athletic St. Louis, the Athletic Calgary. He's got his own website, Charting Hockey. One of the smartest guys in hockey. He's the stats master, Sean Tierney. Sean, what's going on? How you doing? Steve, uh, difficult to live up to an intro like that. I'm not sure just how smart I am, but I appreciate the kind words. Nice to uh, pump me up before we get going here. Oh, fantastic. Hey. Well, you know, it's you, you put in the work. You're uh, you're an alumni of the hockey writers like I was about five, six years ago. But uh, you've obviously gone to bigger and better things since then. So, Sean, how about you just tell the listeners a bit, a bit about your journey in the hockey world? Because uh, you've really become a, a well-known guy in analytic circles, and you've made quite the reputation for yourself over the years here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, a really interesting field in that you can kind of, you can make a path for yourself, I think, if you're willing to sort of stick your neck out and find a niche and really sort of plug away at it every day. And I, that's sort of what I've tried to do. Um, I think the big thing for me was when I was sort of hanging around uh, hockey Twitter, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was, the analytics movement had really started to come along and new stats were available that weren't around before and people were still just sort of, you know, checking them out and figuring out which ones made sense, which ones really mattered, what new things could we do with the data that was starting to be available. And for me, I just really was interested in it and wanted to find a way to, to dig in myself, understand it myself, uh, share what I was finding out. And so I got into data viz, data visualizations using Tableau mostly. And for me, it was just a great learning tool for myself, uh, a good way to dig into data and um, see it in a visual way, which really helps me for understanding. And I sort of just thought, you know, if this is something that's helping me, maybe it's something that other people will find interesting too. And I've just sort of plugged away from there trying to, you know, share hockey pictures that make it easier to understand what's going on behind, you know, the final score of a hockey game. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I know, like I said, you started back at the hockey Raiders and then you really found your niche there with the analytics. Um, did the did the light bulb kind of click for you when you started using Tableau? And, and I'll go back. The listeners probably have no idea what Tableau is. What? But, uh, I so we started learning about Tableau in, in journalism school and university. And but I, man, I never took it to the heights that you did. But you, you seem to really found your niche there once you started using Tableau for those visualizations. All for all the great hockey analytics out there. Yeah, I think, you know, it doesn't need to be Tableau uh, per se, and there's lots of other ways to do it. But for me, the, the nice thing with that program in particular was that it's really easy to put data into, and it's really easy to make pictures that are just really easy to understand at a glance. And I think for a lot of people, there's, there's a lot of interest in the new field, the new stats that are available. 
but it can be really daunting when you see, you know, several decimal places after a number and you're already trying to process new acronyms and just a lot going on. And so, you know, for me, if I can put a picture up that says, you know, these logos are good and these logos are bad and these ones are fun, it's just a little bit easier to kind of take in a lot of information and not feel scared off. And so I've really tried to find a spot maybe as a, a bridge between the data we have and people that want to learn more about it and just kind of try to sit in that in-between space, just hoping that I can you know, help explain and help people understand a little bit more when they're interested. Well, Sean, you've helped me, and I know you've helped uh, thousands of other hockey fans out there learn and understand the game a bit more. But uh, we'll, let's dig into some of those fun charts, some of those fun statistics you got. And in particular, you know, Silky and Filthy, this is the show with the West Coast bias. You know, yeah. we're, we're recording out of Vancouver. Uh, so we wanted to ask you about the teams on the bubble in the Western Conference right now. When we talked last on the show, we had six teams on the bubble Calgary, Vancouver, Arizona, Winnipeg, Nashville, and Minnesota. Uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about those Canucks. And I want to perhaps get a little good news, bad news angle. Because from looking at your charts, I kind of took two things away from the Canucks. They're fun, but they've been extremely lucky. Can you uh, expand on that a bit? Yeah, I think you know you sort of nailed it on the head. And so hey. we could flesh it out just a little more than that. Um, I was doing kind of a final look ahead at which teams I think are going to be in the playoffs today for something I was writing. Um, it winds up with my standings projections having the Canucks just outside, but oh, maybe man. by a point. I know, I know. Oh, so um, they're, they're right on that bubble, and I think you know it's the kind of thing that can go either way. There's still enough runway left that you know a, a hot run of play, and they're in. So what we've seen from the Canucks is a really strange team that hasn't been consistent, either good or bad this year. They're not a team that you can identify and really trust as a defined kind of style. They went through a really hot run where they were controlling shock quality uh, leading into December, and they were excellent. And they've really sort of dropped off from there. Heading into February, they were sitting around about 40% uh, expected goal share, you know, really poor right at the bottom of the league hanging out with Detroit, New Jersey, Ottawa, some of those teams. But what we've seen coming into March is that they've bounced back and they've been break-even or better uh, throughout March over the past maybe week and a half, two weeks. So if that's the kind of Canucks team that plays going forward, a team that breaks even in terms of quality shots, gets a little bit of goaltending maybe, um, and you know has the offense to, to put up enough goals to win, then they make it into the playoffs, maybe sneak in at the end. But if they go back to the team they were from January, you know, to the end of February, where they're getting killed in, in quality chances, they just don't have the, the goaltending right now, ultimately, to survive that sneak in. So they're right on the bubble. I have them out as of today, but it's not, uh, it's not final yet. It's not final yet. That's the rose-colored color glasses approach that we like to hear there, Sean. Um, I, maybe I'll ask you to expand a bit further here. So you, you, you did your projections. It's coming out. You can plug where that's coming out. Um, but which wildcard teams in the West here on the bubble do you see in, and which teams do you see out? Yeah, so you know it's kind of a, a slight preview for a piece that will come out um, for the Athletic St. Louis, looking at their pass through the West as the playoffs are kind of coming into view. So the way I had it going, we've got, you know, St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas, all in in the central, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary, making it in the Pacific. And then for the wildcard spots, as of my last standings projection, having Nashville and Winnipeg locking up those last two spots. But again, the difference between like a Vancouver and a Winnipeg at this point, we're looking at 
a point, maybe two at most in these sort of standings projections. So it really is that kind of cliche, you know, gut check time where a win that you sneak out in overtime is going to make the difference for this team. Uh, and so, you know, they're right there. I don't think uh, Minnesota and Arizona, I don't have them projected to be a factor in that mix. So it's really just, you know, can Vancouver make sure they seize their opportunities while they've still got a bit of time? I found that interesting that you say that uh, you have Minnesota kind of out of the playoff picture because, you know, from looking at the stats and even looking at your charts, charts, I had the Minnesota Wild. You know, they're one of those teams who've looked really strong statistically over the past couple months, um, but they seem to be a bit unlucky if I can go opposite of the Canucks here. Uh, why is the reason you think you have Minnesota out of the playoffs and what can you say about uh, their run of play of late? Yes, so the, the standings projections, you know, they try to be as smart as possible. And so part of that is including what we know about the team's strength overall and the kind of hole that Minnesota dug for itself along the way this year. So the, the biggest concern that I would have looking through Minnesota's stats profile is that they just haven't had any goaltending, you know, in the history of time and especially this year. And so it's like you said, the, other advanced stats that we have on them are pretty positive. They generate a lot of shots. They don't give up too much against their uh, expected goals against is a really big positive. They're one of the top teams in the league, especially over the past two months at limiting quality against they've shot the lights out over the past two months too. There's lots of positive indicators under the hood for them, but they just don't get a save. They never do. And they, they haven't, that hasn't changed. That wasn't Boudreaux's fault. And it's not something that's, really changed since he's been dismissed either and so you know ultimately my model doesn't love a team that can't get a save and that defines minnesota for me so you know they're they're not dead in the water but i definitely have them outside the mix as uh, the season winds up yeah those minnesota wild i think they've come out of nowhere and, and surprised a lot of people including myself uh, especially after they traded away jason zucker and yeah it all comes down to goaltending like you said alex Daylock, he's been on a bit of a hot run uh, the Canucks might need a similar hot run from Thatcher Demko if they're going to make the playoffs. But, uh, Sean, I'll ask you this. You know, as someone who's writing for the Athletic St. Louis, are, are there any of these wildcard teams that would scare you if you were a Blues fan? Or do you think the Blues kind of, you know, they might have round one locked up here? Yeah, I mean, you know, without digging too far into it, without being too depressing, just in case, you know, the Canucks do sneak in and, um, oh, we just you know, the playoffs, man. Is, it's all good. We just want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. The rebuild is over. Um, I think you know, hockey is the least predictable of the four major sports, maybe aside yeah, from thanks. baseball. And so, you know, you, you sneak into the playoffs and you're never looking at too much worse than a 60-40 chance that you win or don't. And so, um, you know, right now I've got it as St. Louis drawing Winnipeg in the first round. I don't have that as being much of a challenge for St. Louis. I've got them, I think, at 52% uh, to take that series, which is pretty strong in hockey, but it's, uh, you know, you still expect Winnipeg to upset them four to ten times playing that series over. So um, if you sub in Vancouver instead of Winnipeg, you know, say they get that hot Demco run and they sneak in, um, the projection wouldn't change too much. We'd still be looking probably a 61-39-60-40 kind of split for those two. And again, you know, you get a, a hot run or, you know, get a, a key injury that can sometimes, you know, you don't wish it on anybody, but that kind of thing is enough in hockey to sort of flip the switch. So, you know, if Vancouver sneaks in, I would probably pitch them as a 60-40 for St. Louis in the first round. And that's about as bad as it gets in hockey, but it's really not that bad. 
Yeah, as long as you're not a fan of the Detroit Red Wings, I guess that's about as bad as you get, like you said. <laughs> that, that 40% chance of, of winning the series. Uh, I, I want to go a bit off topic here, Sean, because you're talking about probabilities in the playoffs. Uh, going back to last year, I think that first round surprised everybody. I think when we did predictions on the show, I think I had two of eight right. And Yeah, this guy sucks. I feel like I feel like I wasn't the only one who was batting under 50% That's why, that's there, why nobody but. knows about this podcast, because he went two for eight <laughs> last year, the first round. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hurt, it's hurt <laughs> us for the last 12 months, for sure. Um, but, but when something like that happens, Sean, do you do you kind of write it off as a, as a one-off? Anything can happen in hockey. Do you start looking at the mirror going, why am I doing all this work with analytics? Like, what was your reaction from the results last year in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it was, it was such a mind-blowing first round last year, especially what Columbus did. You know, that, that's a storyline that hasn't gone away even this season. It's something that still comes up from time to time. Um, and, and I think, you know, looking in the mirror and that kind of, uh, gut check moment with yourself and what am I doing here is, is something that you do every day with, with stats if you want to make sure that you're really plugged in and, and actually evaluating it properly. I think the, the thing that I really love about probability and about talking about it is um, you know, I'm just sort of looking back at my playoff predictions from last year as we were heading into the playoff. I had, for example, Tampa Bay at the 68% to take Columbus out in the first round. That's really strong in hockey, but you still expect, you know, if you could play that series 10 times, you still expect Columbus to take it three times. You don't expect them to sweep it. That, that was the crazy part, right. but you still would expect to see Columbus take that down, you know, three out of 10 times. And it, that's not nothing. And so, uh, you know, I think anytime you're looking at projections and, and stats and probabilities like this, it's just been really, uh, I find it really interesting to think about how we think about projections and stats. And, you know, a 60% isn't saying 100%. It's saying 60%. And, and what does that really mean in the real world? And, um, you know, it's it's one thing to just sort of be patient with it and to ask yourself, you know, did I miss something here? And I don't think, you know, my model or other ones, no one had Columbus getting through. So um, I don't know if it was any problem with the analytics per se in, in that sense. But if you don't look at it with a critical eye every day and say, how can I tighten this up and make it better? Then you know, you're not in the right business either. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I write off the, last year. Hey. But, yeah. Got the hammer <laughs> exactly. right there. That, that, that's how you end a, a little spiel like that. that. That makes a lot of sense, man. It's, it's, it's like sometimes you're going to be wrong even through data and you just got to, you know, have thick skin. Real talk. That, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. Exactly. That's why we call you the Stats Master, Sean. Stats Master. <laughs> stats Master, Sean. It rolls off the tongue. I like it. Good nickname here. Um, I don't know if you have this in front of you. I know you tweeted a couple days ago, actually yesterday, uh, about the potential matchups in round one. Um, based on what you've seen, is there one matchup that excites you in particular? And maybe my follow-up to that would be, which series appears to be the closest right now uh, based on the potential matchups? Yeah, sure. So, um, again, this is something I was really digging around with today. Um, I think, what was my closest one? So, right now I would have Edmonton drawing Calgary in the first round, and I think, you know, any hockey fan is hoping we get that kind of bloodbath, round one, revenge series. That'd be a lot of fun. I have that one as uh, 50.1 to 49.9 if we were to play it out starting today. So, that real true coin flip where home ice advantage will wind up mattering um, and have Edmonton, you know, finishing ahead of Calgary, home ice matters. So that winds up giving them the very slight edge. So I think that would be a really fun one. Uh, and then on the flip side, I've got Boston against 
the Islanders right now in the East, and I have that as the biggest difference. I've got Boston sitting right now almost at 70% to take that series. The Islanders have just been, you know, coming apart at the seams as they sneak into the playoffs here. So if it winds up being a Boston Islanders round one, I think that's the biggest lock to to go the way we expect. But, you know, our last conversation is enough to make you cautious anytime you get too sure about anything. We'll call it the Tampa Bay effect for the Boston Bruins. And we know in Vancouver, listening to this podcast, cheer for the Vancouver Canucks, would just love a Boston collapse in round one. That would be a ton of fun for the city. Speaking of fun times in the city, it's been a great year with Quinn Hughes on the back end. Already the best defenseman in Canucks best history. Best defenseman That's what in Canucks saying history. All year long. Whoever's listening to this, they can't. The rest of the league cannot name you more than three Canucks defensemen of all time. You know what I'm saying? So Quinn Hughes is that first guy to break that. Break that barrier. So we happy, yo. Quinn Hughes, doesn't matter what the data says. The best Canucks defenseman of all time already. Well, the data will matter a bit because I'm going to ask Sean about a little Hughes-McCarr comparison. I, I think these two are, are neck and neck in a number of categories. But, Sean, is there any light you can shed on uh, for our listeners here about who might be ahead in the Calder race and who should be ahead? I mean, so I'm on a, a Canucks-friendly podcast, so I want to keep that in mind as I ah, answer. That's okay. Um, uh, we, we don't want any bias here. It's all <laughs> no good. No bias. Man. No bias. It's not a trick question. So, I'm not outside your house. Okay, so so um, the, the first place I like to look if I'm doing kind of an overall who's most impactful is uh, gold above replacement or that, that war stat that Evolving Wild uh, produces at EvolvingHockey.com. And if we go just, you know, by that one number catch-all stat, it does have McCard just a bit ahead of Quinn Hughes right now with both in the top 15 amongst defensemen league-wide. So, you know, we're talking about splitting hairs between a couple of players that are clearly at the top of the defense class overall. Like, we're talking, you know, Norris consideration here, not just Calder. Um, one thing that I think maybe can offer a little bit more context, ultimately, on these two is the zone exit and zone entry data that Corey Schneider tracks. Um, so he does a lot of great work on Twitter at ShutdownLine, hand-tracking hockey games to get data that we just can't get any other way. And so part of that is getting zone exits, and that's a really important job for a defenseman. When we dig through that data for Quinn Hughes, um, his rate of exiting with possession is at the top of the league for all defense, and he's in that 100th percentile. And at the rate of exits, so how often he's asked to actually carry the puck out, also in the top sort of 95 percentile across the league. I did a bit of work with this transitions guy to kind of try to bring it all together and give defensemen an overall score. And if you do that, Quinn Hughes actually rates out as the number one defenseman in all three zones wow. in hockey at the moment. So, Woo. you know, there's, there's always questions, um, you know, the data is hand-tracked, and so the sample isn't as big. You know, we don't have the full season worth of data built into here for anyone. But with what we do have, Quinn Hughes is a, a guy who creates zone exits. He's excellent carrying into the zone as well, one of the best defense in the league at that. And then once he's in the zone, his, you know, passes leading to shots, his own shot creation, again, sort of just at the top of the charts across the league. So, I don't think there's any question Quinn Hughes is the best defenseman the Canucks have ever had. I think we're there already. Um, but it's possible he's the best defenseman going in the in the league right now. And if we're comparing with the car, we're super close. But I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, Canucks podcast or not, leaning towards Hughes on this one. 
I like it. I like it. And, and that's the thing, too, because I think when you look at the raw stats, like points per game and and stuff like that, or even even strength points per 60, you know, McCart does rank ahead of Hughes in a number of those categories, which is it's kind of why I wanted to ask you the question, because I think what you're saying about the zone exits completely lines up with what's going on in Vancouver. You know, he he doesn't rely a lot on he's not a dumb chase guy at all. He carries the puck out of the zone nine times out of ten. Always has the head up, and I think one of the best things about Hughes' season is that Travis Green is has just let him loose, just letting the guy play his game. But uh, yeah, even though even though that he's uh, you know number one defenseman in the league in in zone exits and whatnot, um, it sounds like you still would have McCarr ahead of him for the Calder. But it's okay, Sean. No judgment here in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is ultimately really close, but uh, you know Canucks podcast. Let's go, Hughes. All right, man. I like that. I like that. And so before we let you go here, Sean, on Silky and Filthy, you know, you were pumping up Quinn Hughes, pumping up the Canucks. I need you to do one thing for me because, you know, you're, you're from the Ottawa area. Ottawa doesn't get a lot of love. I got a soft spot for Ottawa because my wife's from there. Beautiful city. But can you just can you just say something positive about Ottawa before we end off here? Because I feel like I feel like Ottawa fans, Senators fans always need some positivity. Sure. Okay. I'll give you two quick hits on, on the Senators then that I think are really interesting. One, they've actually played some pretty good systems hockey with their new head coach this year. One thing I really like about them is um, they prioritize quality shots for, and they really keep other teams to the outside. It's a quality per shot measure that they've been pretty good all year, like better than you would expect based on what the results have been. So there's you know reason to hope that the system that they're playing is one that'll really work as the roster fills out. And then the second thing is really quick. They got a lot of draft picks. And so as long as, you know, they, their uh, talent identification is pretty strong, they fire all those bullets in the draft, they're going to bring in some talent, I think. They've got a lot of picks coming. So there's hope on the horizon. Uh, get a CEO in place first and then, you know, go from there. Yeah, there we go. And I, I like that Senator's positivity here. Go Ottawa. You heard her first on Silky and Filthy. Go I'm just Ottawa. trying to piss off the listeners. They had a big win against San Jose on Saturday. San Jose, the fourth worst team in the league. Man, oh man. It could be big a win. sweet June for Ottawa. What The other thing that's been sweet has been this, this, this interview with you, Sean. It's been fantastic. Thanks for joining the show, Sean. If you want to plug anything before you get out of here, we'd love to hear it from you. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, just doing a lot of work on Twitter. You can find me at Charting Hockey, and I've got my website live this year with all the different charts and things I do. So uh, go check out chartinghockey.ca and reach out, reach out on Twitter if you have any questions. There you go. Go make yourself a little bit smarter with the game of hockey. Go follow Sean Tierney on Twitter. Sean, thanks again for joining us here on Silky and Filthy. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back to Silky and Filthy, your home of pup talk and bullshit. I'm Trevor Beggs, he's Kyle Bowen, that was Sean Tierney, who you just heard. I think my IQ went up at least like three or four points after after talking to Sean. Oh, you right, man, you right. It went up just a bit, I feel smart, I really do. Good job, both of you guys, you guys deserve this, straight up. Y'all killed it. Y'all killed it. I sat back, a little stoned, but I absorbed a lot. A lot of information, man. He, yo, he might have done it for me, man. I might want to learn about these stats and actually take it seriously. I mean, we're going to have some time on our hands now. So there's a lot of time to 
to learn some things and read some books. Tell people, read those books. Yeah, seriously, I think it happened just after we finished talking to Sean that the NBA suspending its season because one player tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, Ru- Rudy Gobert, he's probably like just feeling the wrath of the world right now. Oh, that's, yeah. That's got to be Touching all those mics insane. and doing that. It's obviously, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. But it is one of those big L's. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Do we have ass out of the week lined up? We probably don't. No, but. dude, I don't even know. He actually got it, man. <laughs> hey, oh, man. you know what? We don't really know that much about about the illness. The one thing that always is said that, that young people, whatever that means, are most likely going to beat it. Best of luck to everyone right now. It is what it is. And, yeah, it's, it's just a weird time in the world. It's a, it's a spooky time. Awesome. And, yeah, it's just spooky it's right now. It's the first time this has really happened in most of our lifetimes. Like, there ha- hasn't been Is a- it? Are you sure? When was the last like, time there was a, a pandemic like this, like a global pandemic health-wise? Do you think it, I, I asked Bonnie this yesterday, and I don't know what's right or wrong. Do you think it's more to do with how society has changed now? We do, and and it's it's the right thing to jump to conclusions. Like real talk in this in this scenario, I, I feel comfortable with what what's going on right now as far as cancellations and our measures. I don't think it's um, people are overreacting, but do you think it has anything to do with that? Whereas before, like let's say SARS or H one N one or whatever, do you think if the climate was similar the pandemic would have happened back then yeah if the climate was sim- no i don't honestly I don't or is really this worse i don't think worse? i don't think it's so much the climate i actually do think it's worse okay. if, you, if you look at rates of how the disease is spread like coronavirus okay. has far outpaced any of you know h1n1 facts. sars facts the data is uh, there zika any of that so um yeah i think i think i read a stat where combined i don't think h1n1 sars zika uh Combined, I don't think there's many cases as throughout Corona. I don't even think it's close from what I from uh, what I last read. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It is spooky times, but uh, you know, it's it's probably not time to hit the panic button. Okay, obviously, around the world, people are doing that, but it's it's just good to be over cautious and just be smart. Okay, just be smart, just be clean and safe and, and good karma. You know, good karma. And we don't. We actually don't know. I, I I just think that this was bound to happen and. It is in this case, like most times, it's better safe. You know, it's it's yeah, better exactly. safe to be to, to to be sorry. And yeah, I got no problem with what's going on right now. And again, this is deep, but some people, I don't know, some people just probably thinking like this was bound to happen eventually. You know, and yeah, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's just life's kind of weird sometimes. Yeah, life is weird, man. I mean, this this whole thing started from people eating like bats or whatever. So, <laughs> bat I mean, soup. <laughs> life is bat pretty weird. Soup. I'll give you that. But what, do they hate Batman or something? Man, crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bizarre. Uh, I, I think it's bizarre, but at the same time, I've I've watched and read about the Chinese and their culture, and it's it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, yeah. and like it's it's there's like some beauty in that too, where they just eat, you know, they they're resourceful. It's uh, <laughs> no real talk. It's uh, there's it's just yeah, ingrained yeah. in them, and it's unfortunate. But I don't, I mean, like we're all humans at the end of the day. I'm not laying the blame on nobody. It's just a human er- like if it is if it is what it is, it's it's more of a human error than. Then like yo one one culture error you know what I'm saying I'm looking at a human point of view everyone just be safe it's all good yeah you know what good it, times it's just time to be over podcast it'll we're happen like, we, we're kind of joking coming into the episode but yeah just stay home put the headphones on listen to Silk and Filthy you know we got, we still got some puck talk for you coming your way oh yeah and, and a little bit of books. bullshit too there you go <laughs> there you go you got Silk and Filthy okay so one thing I wanted to mention from Sean's uh, interview there uh, a couple great tidbits from him but he talked about how he has the Winnipeg Jets slightly ahead of the Vancouver Canucks in the playoff picture right now. Uh, as of Wednesday night here, the Winnipeg Jets Edmonton Oilers game has not wrapped up yet. Um, but I, I wanted to pull up his stats here for the listeners. So according to his projections, he has the Winnipeg Jets at 91.7 projected points. The Vancouver Canucks at 91.5. Damn. 
Like we're talking, we're not slimmest, talking about much here. Slimmest. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and then when the Minnesota Wild, 91.2, like all these teams, they are neck and neck right now. Um, but I, I think I want to talk about the Jets in particular because they actually remind me a lot of the Canucks, which kind of surprises me. Like both teams. Ooh, good comparison. They suck on defense. They both had, you know, Vesna nominees in net. Like Helva could win the Vesna this year. And they both have strong offenses. So you're right. There's nothing much between these teams. Do you think it's a sad indictment that the Winnipeg Jets are potentially better than the Canucks based on what we saw earlier in the season? No, I don't think Or do you think the Jets are perhaps no, underrated no, no, because no. of the defense? This just pump the brakes a little on the Canucks too. I mean, what were really the expectations going into the season, you know? Wild Even cards- with... With what's happened throughout the season, if you look back at the beginning of the season, I don't think many people were even thinking like that they were close to the Jets. I know, I know the Jets were coming in with all those like injuries and not having Truba and Buffalo and whatnot, but I don't think the Canucks on paper are that much better or or not even better than the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, you're Real right. It, it was probably a close call coming into the season. I think both were kind of pegged as wild card teams, but I think early in the season when you saw the Canucks and they were do- a dominant possession team, and you looked at the Jets and they were bleeding chances. Like, Hellebuck is what kept the Jets in the season early, and then they kind of found their game a bit as as he struggled. But now, yeah, he's back to Vesna form, and I, I don't know. We do have a huge game coming up. If and when it happens, the season might be suspended by the time you listen to this podcast. But yeah. uh, that game against the Jets, the Canucks could have, could have a lot of ramifications. And to be honest, the Canucks haven't really been good against the Jets in recent history. They've kind of had our number there. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's interesting to see Sean's projection, having them a bit ahead of the Canucks. But I do think, man, those teams are really neck and neck. No, they are, and it's going to be a tight race. And at the end of the day, for the city of Vancouver, I just want the Canucks to get to that 82nd game and have it been have it be meaningful and get, give the give the city a show. I mean, there's a possibility that they they may collapse here. If you look at the data, it's not it's not trending the right way, and you might see it happen. Another, you know, it's a young team. There was a possibility of this possibly happening. I hope it doesn't happen, but damn, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. Like, a lot of teams are fighting right now. A lot of teams need points. These games, all these games are playoff games. All these games are a new taste for this very young team. Winnipeg, they've been through the battle. You know what I'm saying? They're coming at it from a different angle with some more experience. And they're battle-tested like Blake Wheeler. This guy's wheeling his troops. Somehow, someone he does troops. it. Nice, I like that. One of the Great best job, captains man. in the NHL. I think I've called him the best captain in the NHL. Yo, that blogging's really making you artsy, man. I like hey, that. Yo, Wheeler's wheeling. Blake Fantastic. Wheeler. Blake Wheeler. I was going to say, like, a Rob Brendamore type of guy. But, you know, he needs that cup. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if he's going to get in Winnipeg. They, uh, yeah. I, again, I if you asked me earlier in the season the way they were playing, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Even even a month ago, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. But, yeah, a lot of those teams neck and neck. I, I think the Flames can be caught. But, yeah, you know, the Flames ahead of the Canucks. Nashville, Winnipeg right there. Minnesota, who's been a crazy team. And I know we asked Sean about it, too. Um, I'm just surprised they're in the hunt. But, man, they've been good, too. Like, the Canucks, they are going to be in tough to make the playoffs. Facts. Yeah. Facts. It's going to be a race. It's going to be fun. This is, you know, the best time for hockey. And whenever these games do get played, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. I think the one area where the Canucks, you know, have a bit of luck is that you look at the Winnipeg Jets. I wrote about it this week. They do have one of the toughest schedules in hockey. Like, there are no easy games. If you look at most of the teams in this race, there's some easy games of the schedule. You know, the Canucks play the California teams. Uh, Minnesota has, like, the Devils, Sabres, and they have the Blackhawks. The Jets don't have any easy games, man. Like, they, their easy games are against, like, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, Vancouver. Like, those are all teams in the race with the Jets. And then they got to play Calgary a couple of times, Colorado, uh, Dallas, Vegas. 
Uh, man, this is going to be it's going to be tough for the Jets. So I think if you're a Canucks fan, that's one area where you can have hope is that they do have an easier schedule than the, than the Jets, and they should take advantage of it. No, hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's going to be it's going to be a dogfight, man. Gonna be a dogfight. Well, man, people are uh, they were going for dogfights for toilet paper this week. I know you and Bonnie <laughs> talked about it. I still don't get it, man. But you know what? In these trying times, sometimes you need a story just to make your day a little bit better. So we're gonna give that to you. On Meanwhile in Canada, you want to run it, Kyle? Should Let's we do, do Meanwhile in Canada? Let's do it. Let's do it. Each day, a busy beaver can shift 10 times its own body weight. Alrighty then. I grew up in Canada. I have not been around someone who wasn't high on pot for the past 15 years. Nancy, please don't trip on me, baby, okay? Did we get her done? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? Do I look Canadian? We did it because we love our country, and not for any other reason, no other reason. They can throw the money uh, for the pension fund out the window, they can throw anything they want out the window. We came because we love Canada. All right. Meanwhile, in Canada, we love Canada. We love this segment. Shout out to the West Coast. I'll even shout out Ottawa because we had Sean Tierney on the show. But this Meanwhile, in Canada story comes from good old British Columbia. And um, it's very mature. It's about wieners. Wow, wieners. Yeah, let's make the people smile with some wieners, yo. Yeah, nothing like a wiener to make you smile, you know? Straight up. Shout out a wieners. Nice wiener. Yo, there's nothing better than a wiener around a campfire. Straight up, man. At three in the morning. I'm more of a smoky guy, though. You got to get like the, it's like a fat wiener. Yeah, fat you know? wiener. Yeah, I, I still categorize it as a wiener. So, you know, I don't discriminate. They're all wieners. Well, they really okay. are. This guy had the biggest of the wieners okay. in this story. Whoa. So the headline that is that, yo, what? Well, here, the BC man gets pranked with fake Wienermobile ad. You know, the Oscar Mayer Wiener, like the giant yeah. car. You know, yeah. I think yeah, we all saw them grow as a kid. Well, I didn't see them personally, but yeah. you see them on TV and stuff, yeah. right? So someone hacked this guy's uh, Facebook. He was a mechanic in BC, and he woke up to thousands of phone calls, thousands, because someone hacked his stuff and put an ad for an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Uh, Damn. <laughs> so this happened overnight. This guy got hacked, and someone got his information off Facebook, and in the ad they wrote, uh, Wienermobile, two available, once in a lifetime by 12000 or best offer. And the hackers, those motherfuckers, they didn't put any, e they said no, they said no email call only. <laughs> so this shit, guy, dude. oh man, this guy just got bombarded. Like he said, thousands of calls. A lot of it was just asking about how big his wiener was. Holy shit. This guy got trolled like this. <laughs> oh my God, man. Oh my God. Significant. <laughs> yeah. Too funny. Too funny. The wieners. Yeah, his big wiener was not for sale. Um, it was just a hack, but there was over 250,000 page views on the ad. Damn. Uh, when the article was written uh, a couple days ago. Damn. Yo, people fuck with the wieners, man. I'm telling you that the wiener is just a, uh, yeah, it's just a good item. A nice hot dog, you know, it's nice. Yeah. That must be so awkward to drive around with, you know, having a giant fucking wiener on yeah, top of your car. Straight up. Like what if you're turning a corner and you just like take, take a biker out, you know? Straight up, like, it's dangerous. Straight up, that's just swinging away that damn wiener. Yo, that those those cars, they just look hilarious, but they also do look like the hot dog dog, like the dog. <laughs> What's that dog called again? Hot dog Corvette. No, the dog, the actual dog. The wiener dog. The wiener dog. Did I call him the hot dog dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you feel, Kyle? The fucking wiener dog, yo. That thing, that thing. That's so mean. Hey, that dog is one of the dopest dogs in the world. I wouldn't mind having, you know, one of those dogs down the road some, somewhere in my life. Yeah. You know dogs can't get coronavirus? 
not to bring it up again, but can they can they lead us? Maybe, man. Maybe it's uh, those people who hate people and love dogs. You know, you ever meet those people like, oh, I wow. hate people, but I love my dog. Those people are smiling right now. Yeah, yeah I saw exactly. like a whole bunch of people on Twitter talking about how how this is their time. Like, if you're an introvert, this is this is your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> stay at home, make your name somehow. This, this is what they've been doing, you know. Oh, so yeah, they ready. Go. They ready. Nice. They, ready. they already had the toilet paper. Like they weren't even stocking up. Oh, straight up, man. Because yeah, hundred percent, bro. Yo, I, I'm actually a little worried. So I wouldn't. Okay, maybe maybe this is some bullshit. No, right just here. talk. Get it off your chest, man. I wouldn't uh, feel better. I wouldn't be the person to go out and buy toilet paper. Like I don't get this whole pandemic thing. But like I'm kind of worried tomorrow because I gotta go grocery shopping. I'm pretty much out of toilet paper. Oh, yeah, you're not, yo, straight up. Hey, this am, is, am I fucked? Am I not going to be able to get you, toilet paper? Okay, here's the thing. The human race is about to learn a lesson very soon. Like, it's going to happen because based on the panic, right? We just saw public figures and a public association announce, you know, the worst of news, realistically. And this is what will actually spark a, a legit outrage. I mean, people were going crazy for toilet paper for no real reason. You know, it, there was a reason, but it was toilet paper. I think people were just kind of... Looking for something to buy, looking for something to hoard, looking for something that yeah. you do need. And at the end of the day, if you're in that in that state of mind and you walk into Costco and you ask yourself, "What do I use every day?" Yes, the one of the one of the top things is that thing you use to wipe your ass because not everyone has a bidet. And yeah, come on, like everyone now now just gonna be like hopping in the shower right after they take a shit. I mean, the world's about to change. We're gonna get humbled. It is what it is. It, it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, one of my best buds, he's been preaching bidets for years. Like, he just doesn't even trust toilet paper. Yeah. Even in real life. He's just like, what the Damn. fuck? I don't know. My ass is clean. The, okay, so the introverts are ready. The people with bidets are ready. We haven't even talked about the people with food. I'm thinking about that too now. It's like, yo. <laughs> just in general, if, even if it doesn't get worse, there's not going to be a lot of food left. You know, like, people are going <laughs> to. Those people, man. Damn, yo. That's, that's getting real deep. It is what it is. But I, I, I have hope, man. This is you have to do it like this in order for, yeah. You know, like Bondi said, it it just makes all the sense in the world, and it's yeah. be, be be safe. Who cares? It's the human race. You know, yeah, who cares about the economic hit that the the, the world is going to take? It is what it is. We'll be alive still, and we'll be able to rebound. Amen to that. Yo, can we go over to Bondi's house? I heard him on sipping on a forty yeah. talking about all like his dad's making bread. They like stock I think that was the an, fridge with Italian meat. I think that was an invite. Yeah, yo, Bondi, we're coming to your house. Oh, straight up. Nick Bondi, he lives in Burnaby. Look him up. Uh, you know, if listeners, if you need need some help, I'm sure Bondi can help you out. Well, this is what we do. Realistically, I mean, if we go into his house when, let's say, if things are perceived to be worse, but they're not actually worse, but the perception is like, oh, shit, shit's crazy. Once we enter that house and we're there for a couple hours and something else could pop up on Twitter and, you know, maybe Bondi's family's like, yo, you're not even, I'm, we're not sending you outside. We're not sending you outside. And then boom. We won't be with our families, but we'll be with the Bondies. <laughs> the the Bondies will take care of us, man. Yo, the Italian hospitality. Holy shit. We'll get homemade bread, homemade pasta. Man, I know it's a weird time. It's it's just, it's fair, man. We're all humans. We all love each other. This is just a weird time, but I have faith that everything's going to everything's gonna turn around. I, I, I will advise that people just, you know, pick up a book or something like that instead of just being drowned in news. It, it'll bum you out. Oh, true enough, man. Hey, you know, we live in a beautiful age. It's And there's more entertainment than ever to stay at home. It's easier than ever to be an introvert, to be honest. Oh, shit. That's so true, man. That's so true. Yes, it is. It is. That's we got good. this. We, we got we, this. We can still do this podcast from uh, our houses if we have to. But, uh, you know, today, listeners... We survived the coronavirus for you. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I'll we will, yeah. right now. You know, we put the effort in and, uh, yeah. Knox Misconduct it's, Network. <laughs> it's just a weird time, yo. Yo, legit, people can hear it from our voices. Like, we just sound lost. And I think a lot of people 
are just uh, just kind of confused. They don't really know how. To I don't. I don't feel too lost, but I'm a little. Wor- I'm a little bit worried about the toilet paper issue because, <laughs> like, yo, if I run out of that, then. Fuck, I'm using paper towel. I'm gathering leaves from my garden, you know, like. Gathering leaves, using old clothes. Like, yo, hey, I'm not saying I've done it. I'm just think, running through the scenarios. You got to be ready. Like, what are you going to do? Got to be ready, man. <laughs> say, oh. use old clothes. <laughs> All right. So by the time you. <laughs> yo, you're shit. nasty. Shit, I know. That's so nasty, You bro. talked about hopping in the well, shower. Pe- yo, like, that was man. fine. But old oh, clothes. Uh, yeah, that was the worst Sean, one, dude. dude. That was the worst Holy one. Hey, shout shit. out to Sean Tierney for uh, being on the program. Great job. Smart motherfucker. Stats master. He's the dude, man. Athletic, doing his thing. Works for a team as well, you said? Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's director of, of cool, analytics cool. Awesome. for the Hamilton Bulldogs. Talented guy. Wish yeah. him all the best. Yes. Yeah, you, you are lost right now, man. We just talked from coronavirus to closing up the show. Okay, do you want to close up the show or should we do Beauty of the Week? You want to do Beauty of the Week? I just want to close the show, man. You want to close it up? Yeah, I just want to get... We'll do Beauty of the Week, okay? Let, let's just do it for the people. All Keep right. them entertained. A quickie. Beauty okay. of the Week. Let's okay, cool, go. cool, cool, cool. Professional, unprecedented, and most recently, unconscionable. All right, a quick beauty of the week here before we say adios to you. Let you go read your book, watch your series. Stay safe and chill out, man. I caught because caught. And rest up. Rest I, up. I think you need to chill out a bit too, man. Oh, dude, I know, bro. I don't know. Bonnie's got you paranoid. Bonnie's got me paranoid, and I'm telling you, and all this it's news just, today. That's yo, fair. No, yeah, I haven't got my. I shouldn't be doing this, and I'm on my desktop. I can't do this on my phone because I got that limit. But I'm just. I just keep reading Twitter, and this shit just bums you out. I'm really. I'm really excited to just change my mind state. I hope the flip switches soon, so I can just get down to like just reading some books and. and Again, like you find blessings in everything somehow, some way. It's unfortunate how something like this has to happen for something bigger to happen. But people are going to be resting up more, you know. Maybe uh, something will come out of this. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm looking for something positive for the people. Oh, okay, I'll but, give you hey, something positive, up. man. We okay in, in times like this, you know, you need guys with big balls to make you laugh. Fair enough. And there was a big balls comment today. All we talking about from- wieners and balls. Exactly. It's silky and filthy, man. Of course. Hey. Wieners and balls. This is your home for wieners and balls. Silky and filthy. Damn. Easy. New Damn. slogan. Damn. <laughs> Speaking of big balls, so Riley Smith had quote of the year today. Um, so he was asked by Jesse Granger and, and the Las Vegas Golden Knights media about practicing in front of empty stands due to the coronavirus. Because they had fans that come to their practice all the time. Uh, just a crazy franchise over there. And Smith replied, I played in an empty building for a couple of years in Florida. So I'm used to it. He dropped the bombshell, man. You don't hear many players trashing the attendance in Florida, but you know, shout out to Riley Smith. I think I'm glad a player called him out on it because you know I watched the Luongo retirement on Saturday. The stands were not fucking full, and that's disrespect. Oh, absolutely, the, be- the best disrespect. boys in the, in the history of the game. Absolute disrespect. Sorry to cut you off, but I I just got mad. I feel like myself again. Are you fucking serious, yo? They should have canceled that game. They should or, can- or just that ceremony, they you know? just cancel the Florida Panthers. They should do that again. They should retire number twice. It's Roberto Luongo, the guy who actually was an advocate for whatever was happening because nobody knew what the fuck was happening in Florida when he was playing. So the fact that it wasn't sold out for that day, the only excuse that you do have is if you were concerned about the, the virus, okay? That one, you're allowed to pass. And if you want to come at me and say that's the reason you didn't show up, cool. But if, if you if you didn't, have that reason or that wasn't in your mind yet 
and you call yourself a Florida Panthers fan, well, a couple things. Like, I hope you have, you know, I wish you the best. I hope you have $8 to purchase a ticket, you know? They're not asking for a lot, probably, to go witness the great Le- Roberto Luongo get his number retired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And he- that shouldn't have happened, bro. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it, it is sad for the league. And uh, so I'm glad Riley Smith said something about it. Good on you, Riley Smith. Beauty of the week. Uh, man, just give the Florida Panthers to Quebec already. I'm, I'm sick of the fucking Florida Panthers. I'm sick oh, of that franchise. Damn, that's harsh, bro. Take some people, it to Quebec Some people City. think we're dickheads for that because there are a group of Florida Panthers what fans who Quebec show up City? to every game who love that. But at the end of the day, man, if, if it's happened for this long, it's time to go. Am I saying... It's time to like go and not come back forever. No, I'm not saying that. Get a, get a team back in like 70 years, straight up. Yeah, seven years. It's not no, over. No problem. Just take the L because it's not good for the sport. Yeah, it's really not. We're talking about Roberto Luongo. You know, again, advocate for y'all. Advocate for y'all, and one of the better personalities in the NHL. Advocate for the league just in general, and boom, doesn't even get a sellout crowd. Or that Florida Panthers game. Are you are you kidding me when his number's getting retired? And now that kind of made me feel guilty about not really thinking that this dude should get his number retired by the Canucks because I don't believe he should. I really don't. I don't. Yeah, neither do but I. But I feel bad for him. We should give him, give him a sellout. That's yeah, a sellout crowd for that ceremony. I mean, yeah, I guess it's not Vancouver's fault that Florida fans didn't show up. But, you know, Luongo, he, he loves Florida with the passion, obviously. And you're right. He probably wasn't bothered by that. He was just, you know... I, I, He's probably just enjoying the moment. I don't think he was probably bummed about that. Like it was pretty emotional having his family there. His his son was bawling his eyes out. That one might have been one of the most like tearjerker awesome. moments of the NHL awesome, season. Beautiful. You know? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, as long as he enjoyed it, right? But I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. He could care less what I think, but I, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah, whatever. We, you know, we don't really enjoy the Florida Panthers here on Silky and Filthy. West Coast bias. We like hockey. We like fans. Um, but we had a lot of beauties on this episode this week that we talked about. Riley Smith, Roberto Luongo, Sean Tierney, and you. Kyle, you're a beauty as well. You know, it was, uh, it's was. it been an interesting day with all the coronavirus news. Who knows what it'll be like when you listen to this podcast, whenever it's out. Oh, it'll be better. It'll be way better. It's oh, done. It's done go. tomorrow. It's done. It's Positivity, gone. It's man. not going to be there. Yeah. Come on, yo. Come on, yo. Real talk, though. I need to take my own advice. I need to get off this damn Twitter thing. We need to go outside. Get off the Twitter. Vent. Let's and go outside. I just bought this book called American, American Gods. Cool. Yo, I hope this book is not about the world ending. I really don't. Because <laughs> yo, I don't know what it's about. I just saw it on the shelves. The lady said it's a really good book. And I just hope, I just hope it's not. Because if it is, I got to snap out of this dream, yo. Yeah, your panics are going to go from a 7 to a 10. But let's not talk about that right now. We're going to get out of here. And uh, we're going to calm Kyle down. And yourselves, you guys, thanks for listening to Silky and Filthy. One of four great shows on the Nuxmas Conic Network. Hey. Never a bad time to listen to us. I, the quickie's going to keep coming out. Like, I record that from my house. So Oh, shit. Okay. Lots you flexing con- now. Lots you, of content you on the network. flexing now. Okay. Out. I like it. Just for the listeners, man. Listeners. Yo, I apologize for the, uh, uh, the, the somewhat negativity, but honest person, honest podcast. Honest I, it's, person, honest podcast. And I guess I'm not that great. It's hard to put the mask on, bro. If fake it. I just, yo. Let's keep get the fuck out of here, yo. Nah, that's, what, that's what makes you you, man. Keep you honest. Hey, hey, stay, stay safe, listeners. Stay healthy. Stay silky. And we'll catch you filthy bastards next time. And be nice to each other, okay? Be nice to each other. We'll talk.